This is Psalms to God, Season 2, Episode 25, This Year 2020. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com. For in those days there will be tribulation, such has not been since the beginning of creation, which God created until this time, nor ever shall be. And unless the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, whom he chose, he shortened the days. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or look, he is there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. But take heed. See, I have told you all things beforehand. Mark chapter 13, verses 19 through 23, New King James Version. Hey guys, welcome back to the Psalms of God podcast. This is your host, Ree. Today's episode is going to be about this wonderful year that we have been living through um, and all of its insanity. Um, I've been kind of avoiding talking about this topic on the podcast, mainly because I think that there's so much coverage and it's such a downer um, that I just didn't really want to get into the topic. But in the past month or so, I've had a couple of conversations with people that made me feel like I should talk about it, mainly because of the perception. Um, A lot of people really are at this point where they just want things to go back to normal. They are sick of being in their house. They're sick of social distancing. Um, They just want, you know, everything to end and for normalcy to resume And it's interesting because I, as much as I can sympathize with that that feeling, um, it's very dangerous to get into the point where we just want what we want. And I say that because I, okay, I am an avid fan of dystopian fiction. Um, I've read, if you name a dystopian novel, I've probably read it. If I haven't read the book, I've probably seen the movie. More than likely, I've read the book and seen the movie. Um, I'm a huge fan of that genre from 1984, Brave New World, all the way down to, you know, more modern things like, you know, The Hunger Games or Divergent. Um, You know, whether it's heavily sci-fi, whether it's more, you know, historical it doesn't really matter. I enjoy reading that type of literature. And, you know, I enjoy those types of movies. 2020 has been the first time in my life that I actually felt like we were delving into something like what I've seen in movies or in these books. And it's very, very off-putting. So I definitely understand that feeling of like, no, 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 I don't want to go down that road. I want to go back 
to where we were going before. I don't like this. Um, but I also understand that the major thing in all of these novels, in all of these stories, the major thing that allows these things to happen is fear. For those of you who are familiar with some of those popular things, even take something like um, The Handmaid's Tale, which is on Hulu. It's um, fairly popular. People talk about it. But the main reason why they were allowed to do what they were allowed to do was fear of not being able to continue the population. They were afraid that the infertility would cause the demise of human beings. And so they started doing things that were outside of what was previously established as morally correct. And they started establishing new forms of what's morally correct based on this fear. We saw similar outcomes after 9-11, right? You could say that things quote unquote went back to normal, but things never went back to normal. It's way harder to fly. There are certain things you can't fly with. And those of us who were very young before 9-11 or at 9-11, we have grown up with that. And so it feels normal. But when I talk to my parents and they talk about how different it was to fly when they were my age versus now, you see that there was a change. And that change came about to prevent things like 9-11, but more so also to make people feel safe and secure when they fly. The same thing there was a time period where people didn't wear seatbelts in the car. Now, every time you get in the car, you hear the little ding and you put on your seatbelt. I mean, it's a minor thing. It's minor to us because we grew up with it and it just seems like, duh, you would put on a seatbelt. But what I'm illustrating for you is that things do change. And usually the, in, the, the thing that pushes these change is fear, fear of death, fear of, of terrorism, fear of other fear of um, poverty, fear of sickness, whatever it is. And 2020 has been the year of fear, okay? They are heavily churning out fear. Whether you are afraid of what's gonna happen in the election, whether you are afraid of the virus, whether you're afraid of one of the hurricanes that's out here waiting for you or the, or the fire tornadoes in California or the earthquakes that are happening at random, there is something to be afraid of no matter where you are on the planet right now. There, it is a time of fear. Um, and because it's a time of fear and because we want to feel secure and safe, this is the moment where we as people become very desperate to give up things, right? When we're afraid, we will ultimately do things that we would not do um, just to get out of that situation. This is what people generally call under duress. So you're under duress, so you will confess the things that you haven't done. You will, um, you will give up rights that you no used to have. And one of the things that, you know, is kind of on the horizon, a couple of things that are on the horizon, I guess, to quote unquote, get us back to normal, are these kind of big brother-ish techniques, right? Of following us, tracking us to make sure, you know, to monitor the COVID spread, um, for science purposes, of course, right? Um, and then, of course, um, you have also these, this, the vaccine, um, and then you have uh, the whole thing with HIPAA, right? Because right now, 
technically it is illegal for you to ask me about my health records or my health status but there's the question of okay if i work for you should you know my my status should you know these things am i required to tell you whether i've tested positive or negative um and it, you know the whole thing is interesting because there's a lot of people pushing you know one way or the other and you know this disease is not an it's I mean, it is a novel disease, but it's not like it's the only thing out there that can kill us. Um, you know, I like it just it's interesting to me because we have things like HIV and people are not like, yo, I need you. you we must create a law mandating that people wear condoms. We must create a law mandating that people disclose their status. In fact, this is how some of the HIPAA regulations came about to protect people um, who were otherwise being mistreated and hurt because of their status getting out and the hatred and the ignorance people had surrounding HIV and AIDS. And so it's interesting now that people are like, you have to, you have, to have your status disclosed and all of this stuff. And we saw at the beginning of COVID where people were beating up these poor um, people who had nothing to do with it just because they were Asian and they were, you know, obviously Trump was calling it the, the China virus. And so you have these idiots who see somebody who is Asian and could possibly be Chinese and they're, you know, beating these people up and harming them without even knowing their status. And these are the types of dangers and, and effects of fear. And so I think it's important to keep things in perspective. If we allow ourselves to get fearful, bad things will happen, like period. So as Christians, um, you know, the Bible says, fear not, um, you know, be anxious for nothing, et cetera, et cetera. This is not the time to panic. It is not the time to be fearful. It may be uncomfortable, but at the end of the day, it is better to be uncomfortable than to be fearful because when we become fearful, who knows what we will allow to happen and what we will allow people to, to do or to take from us. That being said, I think that a lot of us are complacent. Um, many of us, particularly in the United States, have, I don't want to say everything you could want, but we have the basic necessities. I remember in kindergarten or first grade, whenever, sometime in elementary school, they teach you about the basic necessities you need to live. Food, water, shelter, clothing, air, something. Um, and for most of us here in the States, that's a given. You know, you have a roof over your head, you have a steady supply of food. Um, and so we're very much content with things being the way they are. There are a couple of people who are hit with, you know, this or that. But for the most part, we get to live life without seeing the horrors that are happening in some of the other countries or the horrors that are happening even in our own country um, that we just are able to ignore due to privilege, basically. And when we get into that state, we just want to stay there because it's easy um, and I think that's why many people are like, I just want to go back to normal because it was easy. We didn't have to think about these things. Um, you know, going into the stores now and seeing that the shelves are empty or that, you know, you can't always get what you order 
when you order food or or when you you know try to to get your groceries or whatever you know it it's interesting because we still have a, a great supply of food it's just maybe you can't get exactly what you wanted to eat um but then I think about it, it was only a couple of years ago that I was watching video on the news where they were showing the shelves in like Venezuela and there was like nothing. There's no food in the country. It's not even that the food is just super expensive. There was just no food. Even if you had the money to buy the food, there was no food to be bought. And that's something that we haven't had to experience in America. Um, we haven't had to live through that. And so for us, this is definitely taking us out of our comfort zone and kind of putting us into a, oh, look, what can happen to everybody else can happen to us too type of a situation. Um, and I think that's why most people just want this to be over and to go back to quote unquote normal. But I also would warn you or uh, caution you, caution is probably a better word, um, of falling into that mentality. One of the things that I can tell you for certain is that growing up, my biggest fear was the end of the world. The way my church taught it was fire and brimstone, fire and brimstone, and it's gonna be a terrible time, and you do not wanna be here for that because God's wrath is gonna come, and yada, yada, yada. And it just seemed like the worst thing ever. And I, you know, I just had this fear of the end of the world. And I imagine most Christians who grow up in the church or most Christians who've ever even heard of the end of the world also have this fear of the end of the world. They don't want it to happen. And that was, it was interesting because I have spoken to Christians who are speaking like this is not the end. They don't want it to be the end. Um, but at the same time, if you actually take the time to study prophecy and you read the word, uh, the end is a beautiful thing for believers. Um, it's, you know, it's not so much that I'm saying like, oh, I want Jesus to come back tomorrow because I think there are still a lot of people who could be saved that have not been saved yet. And I would like for, you know, Jesus to give us time to save those people, which I know that he will. But um, just in general, like it's victory, right? This is like being in a war. So for instance, you're in the middle of World War II and the war is going on. People are dying. People are getting bombed. Um, the earth is crying out. The people are crying out. And you're like, no, I just want to stay in this state for forever. I don't want the end to come. But the end is literally Jesus ending the war between good and evil. It's the end of um, life as we know it. But it's the beginning of perfection. It's the beginning of you know, no disease, no sickness, none of these uh, pedophilia rings, you know, harming the kids, none of these people abusing their kids. If you've seen some of the horrific things that have been happening um, to these children, no more people in cages, um, no more 1% while other people are literally starving. All of those things will be gone at the end of the world and Jesus will be ushering in a new society where everyone is treated equally where there is fairness where there is no pain and that is a beautiful thing but we seem to be very very set on keeping what we know um, because we're afraid of the unknown and that's a totally human concept we're all afraid of the unknown 
But I think that as we go through 2020, as we finish this year, because let's be real, we still got some more to go through. I mean, hurricane season is just ramping up. For those of you on the the, the southeast coast or even the west coast, um, hurricanes have been crazy this year. There's two hurricanes or two tropical storms in the Gulf right now about to hit the United States within 36 hours of each other which is unheard of. Um, We still have to get through that season. We still have to get through the election. There is a lot of 2020 left to get through. And if it continues on the trajectory that it has been going on, who knows what's going to happen as we get to the end of it. Um, And so I, I definitely understand that, you know, there's a lot going on that we're all under a lot of stress we're under a lot of pressure and we're afraid of what's happening but i think now more than ever is the time to be cultivating our relationship with god um because i do think that there are definitely signs within this situation that point towards um the end times uh not to be that person that's like the sky is falling um but in all seriousness, we're at a time period where we have the technology to do things that were prophesied in the Bible that could never have happened before. We're seeing things that have never happened before. And, you know, it's it's at a point where you have to stop and acknowledge that this could be the the final moments of the earth. Now, again, Time moves differently in God's time. A day is like a thousand years. So when we say final moments, I don't know what that means. I don't know what his timeline looks like. We could be here till the end of 2020, and that could be it. Or we could be here until 3000. I don't know. I'm not saying it to be like, oh my gosh, drop everything and like lose your mind. Again, as I said before, fear is not of God be anxious for nothing but i do think that we should keep a level mind and not let ourselves get sucked into i want the normal i'm afraid of change i'm afraid of the end i'm um i'm willing to give up all freedoms to go back to what i thought was normal all of those things like we need to not be in that headspace we need to be in the okay i'm just gonna focus on what's right. I'm going to focus on my relationship with God. I'm going to focus on my family. I'm going to focus on um, what's good. And I'm going to keep a level head. So this episode is really more so to encourage you to keep a level head in all of this insanity. Um, Form prayer groups with your friends. Do Zoom calls if you need to. Um, Whatever you need to do to keep sane in this world. Turn off the TV. Stop watching the news if you need to. Um, don't let yourself get caught up and stressed out to the point that you are, um, you know, going into the groupthink mentality or, you know, you are getting anxious about things and just, you know, have faith that God is going to take care of you. Because like I said, when you actually go back and study prophecy, God's people are taken care of throughout all of it. So if you're on the right side, it really doesn't matter if this is the end or if it's not the end because you will be taken care of. 
And that's really what I wanted to, I guess, put out there. Um, and so that is, I think, all I have for today. Um, this is significantly shorter than the previous episodes, but I don't want to stay on this topic too long because like I said, it's a little depressing and it's, you know, a heavy topic. Um, next week, I promise to be a little bit more upbeat and talk about, we're going to go back to talking about something super biblical. Um, I don't really want to go into prophecy and COVID because I think there are other people out there doing that. And if you want to hear what they're saying, you can go listen to their um, episodes. And I just don't feel like that's really what God has called me to do at this moment. Maybe as we get further into the year, I might feel differently. I don't know. But I'd just like to talk about 2020 as less as possible. Um, so that's all I wanted to say. And like I said, next week we'll be back to something um, back on the topic of um, the history of the church and the word and, um, you know, using our words with precision. Um, but in the meantime, you know, you can always drop me a message. Let me know if you want more on this or if you, um, you know, have comments or whatever. I'm always available on the website or on Instagram. Um, and that's it. I'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Bye.